Welcome to Detour to Neverland, your guide to living your best Disney life through your hobby or business. Here's your hosts, Brendan and Catherine. Welcome back to Detour to Neverland. Today is episode number 103. Our focus today is going to be about harnessing your skills, figuring out what your skill set is and what you can always depend on to carry you through. You might remember back in episode number 102, Keith from the Disney Project mentioned that writing has always been his core skill. So that's what he falls back on. That is like the, the one thing that, that's always there for him. So we're going to be diving in deeper to that. But before we do that, we wanted to share a cool opportunity that we wanted to share with you guys. So you might remember our friend Terry Wheeland, who is the author of What the Magic Means. We dropped our episode with him back around the new year. Um, one of our favorite books of all time. And we've actually had an ongoing relationship with Terry since then. So he is our business coach. We're also in a mastermind group with him right now about intentional living. We've had such a blast expanding that relationship. But Terry has a new group that is going to be starting up soon, and it's studying the Wisdom of Walt Leadership Lessons from the Happiest Place on Earth book. So it's really a great opportunity if you are a Disney entrepreneur or if you're a content creator or if you just want to learn more about how to live a better life with Walt in mind um, and, and apply that to your life, you can reach out to Terry at terry at whatthemagicmeans.com. We'll put that link to his email in our show notes as well if you want to reach out to him there. But it's going to be starting up in mid-July, so it's a great time to hop on that. We highly recommend it. Highly recommend. Always a good idea. Just to, to learn something new and to get to talk with like-minded people, I think that's been the funnest thing for us. I mean, obviously, we talk to people all the time and we love doing these interviews and just being intentional about those conversations kind of helps us just as individuals and as people in the Disney community trying to create content. For sure. So I mentioned it in the intro, but I want to share it again. So the biggest thing that stuck out to me from Keith's interview on Monday in 102 was he said, focus on one thing you're skilled at and stick with it. That, I think, is very powerful advice. Because if you have that one thing that you can fall back onto, that when times are tough or you're not sure which direction to go, if you know that you have this core competency, then it can really be essential in helping you persevere. We've talked about in the past, the, the biggest issue with solidifying your success in this community is people giving up. And if you have that skill to fall back onto, I think that's really helpful to help you push through. Yeah, I mean, I think just everyone has something that they enjoy or something that you're good at. And by focusing on that one skill, at least for a period of time and kind of allowing yourself to grow that will help you build one thing. And then, of course, you know, we try different avenues, and I think most people do, or, you know, you want other creative outlets. And we're definitely not saying that you shouldn't do that but I think it is important to always have something kind of like what Brendan said just to fall back on um in case those things don't work out and if they do then great then maybe you have two great things but you know there's always something that you might prefer over anything else yeah and just um to foreshadow a little bit 
this episode is really going to go hand in hand with Friday's episode um, 104, where we're talking about how to explore different platforms. So keep that kind of in the back of your mind as we're talking through this. But I think probably the question that most people would ask when they hear kind of this discussion is, how do you even identify your core skill? And it's probably the toughest question, and but I do think it's the right place to start. Do you have any thoughts on, on how to do that? Well, I mean, I think you just have to kind of focus on what makes you happy or what you enjoy. I mean, obviously for Keith, that's writing. If you are more artistic, it's probably drawing. There's probably a more creative outlet um, for us, we have no talents like that. So maybe that's why it's a little harder for us because things don't naturally come easy in that sense. But we enjoy helping people. You know, we enjoy uh, talking to people, even though we're not necessarily outro- or outroverts. Is that the word? Extroverts. Extroverts. <laughs> <laughs> I, knew, I knew we were the opposite. I knew we were introverts. Uh, you mixed outgoing and extroverted. <laughs> And we're neither, so that's why we're struggling. But I think you have to just kind of focus on what you enjoy and then go from there. So I guess for us, it was helping people. And then we kind of went with, well, how can we do that? Well, the podcast for us is going to be better than writing uh, because writing just doesn't come naturally. I don't think we're horrific writers, but I don't think it's something that comes easy so podcasting was just kind of the first outlet that stuck. So I guess that's the way, you know, when I think about just what we did, find something and then, you know, how can you make that work? Yeah, and I, and I don't want to confuse it with nothing is going to be easy, especially for people like us who are more reserved. It is still a daunting task to put your work out there. But I think the right word is, what do you feel most comfortable with? So I think that's why we landed on podcasting, because I'm very comfortable having a conversation if, this is going to sound sort of bad, if I'm in control of the conversation. Well, it is a controlled setting. I mean, we have a flow, you know, for how we do things, obviously, and we know what types of questions we're asking. I mean, we're not just walking up to random people on the streets and trying to interview them. You know, so I, I mean, I think that makes sense. Yeah. So, I mean, I think that's kind of the, the first test that you can do for yourself is sit down and try different things. Try to write a blog. Try to record a podcast. Try to make a YouTube video. Try a to do a drawing. And just see what is, like, most comfortable for you. Do you, like, for me, if I sit down to write a blog, it's something I have to force myself and push myself through. Like My palms get sweaty. I get a little nervous, but I the same thing happens for podcasting for me, but it was just the slight edge where the edge was off, and it was just something that was comfortable for me. Yeah, I mean, I would agree with that. I think you don't want to dread whatever it is that you're doing. I mean, if sitting down and blogging is something that you're, I mean, you look at it more as a chore than like a form of self-expression, then maybe that's not the best avenue. So I think self-awareness kind of goes with that because you have to understand, you know, the the skills that you have and the gaps and kind of how you can put those things together. And even if it's maybe a slightly uncomfortable situation at first, I mean, if it's something that you can overcome, 
then, I mean, that's key. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I mean, again, I know I just said this, but I don't want to make it seem like it was easy. The very first interview that I ever did, I was literally pacing back and forth. Luckily, I have a stand-up desk here that we record on, so I cranked it all the way up as high as it could go. I was standing and, like, fidgeting the whole time. So it's not a comfortable situation, but I guess confidence plays a role in it as well that I knew that if I executed it the way that I had it in my mind it was going to be a good product yeah I like that so one thing that I did in graduate school they made me do it and it is a paid thing so I don't necessarily know if it's worth paying for you can make that decision if you look it up on your own but there's a thing called strengths finder and it's put together by Gallup so if you just search strengths finder Gallup You'll find it. There's a book that accompanies it as well. But essentially, it's just a test where, you know, it's a sort of a personality test, but also how you work type of test. And it spits out, like, your core competencies or your core strengths. And that is not as important as I think the methodology behind it. Because really, their idea is, here's your strengths. Here are your weaknesses. And the conventional thinking would say, you need to bring those weaknesses up to make yourself competent in those areas. Strengths Finder tells you, no, those are always going to be your weaknesses. You're wasting so much time spending, you know, trying to churn through those and make them better. You need to really double down on your strengths and become, instead of proficient, you're exceptional in those areas. You are the best that you can possibly be in those areas, and that is what makes you unique. Does that kind of thinking make sense to you? It makes sense. It's definitely a different way to approach it, I think, just because I feel like that's something that we've talked a lot about recently is like what do you do better than anyone else or how can you – you know, get to that point where you feel like you're the best no matter what. So, I mean, it does make sense, I guess, if you're trying to stand out. I mean, obviously, like you said, those weaknesses are going to be there. And I think it's good to accept those and embrace them and still work on them, but maybe not make them your priority, like you said. So, it does make sense. I guess I've just never thought about it like that. Yeah. Did I blow your mind? Well, I don't know if I'd say mind-blown, but it's an interesting approach. It's just different. I feel like, I mean, it's probably just the difference in our, like, educational backgrounds. I mean, as a teacher, they don't do any of that kind of stuff. Like, your strength better be standing in front of a group of 12-year-olds and making them, like, engaged in your lesson. That's my strength, talking to 12-year-olds. Yeah. Well, I'm like a 12-year-old, so I guess that's why we communicate (laughs) decently. But, I mean, you know, I think hopefully that kind of thinking makes sense to you guys. But, like, public speaking is not something that I am tremendous at. I could spend time and raise that bar up. But why not focus on other things that I'm already good at and make and become great at those things? So yeah. it's just all kind of like a a time value thing at that point. Like what is what is it worth your time to do? The other thing that I wanted to mention that I think can be really helpful 
is set up your boundaries to where you are comfortable to play to your skills. So, for example, I, and I think I can speak for you as well, Catherine, am not good in a situation where we're winging an interview. Or winging anything, really. Like we, we don't like to wing things. Yeah, like we like to sh- have, we like structure and we like to plan things out, and it's sort of that control thing as well that we like to know the direction that we're heading before we get there. So, for example, so for us, we always try to book our interviews with enough time pushed out that we can adequately prepare. So we want to know as much as we possibly can about our guest formulate our questions beforehand. Of course, there's tangents that we're going to go on once the interview happens, but at least have, you know, guardrails set up that, hey, if we hit a point where we don't know what to ask, we just go to the next one on the list. And that helps us wrap our mind around some of these things. It's it's a little bit weird to think about, and it sounds awful and we hate to do it, but if we get in a situation where we haven't adequately prepared, we've canceled interviews before. I wouldn't say can't. We've rescheduled. Yes. We've, we've rescheduled so that we do have time because it puts us in like a antsy, kind of nervous just situation, just not knowing what we're going to talk about. You know, are, are we going to sound like unprepared dummies if we just hop on the microphone and just ramble about you know, just random things that pop into our head. I mean, that's not what we want, you know, for our guests who are taking valuable time out of their day to talk to us. And that's not what, you know, the kind of content that we want to put out. So I think, I mean, that's, I don't necessarily think that's a bad thing just because, you know, whatever it is that you are trying to produce or, you know, at your job or in the Disney community, I mean, you want it to be the best possible quality I mean if you're doing a project you're not gonna want to present something to your boss that you just thought about like last night or you know that morning you know you're gonna take your time and you're gonna do your best and I think that's just good life skill yeah so I think I share that just to reiterate that point of set set yourself up where you're playing into your own hand don't put yourself in a situation where you're going to be uncomfortable and you're not playing to your particular skill set. So I know that's a tough, that's easier said than done. Um, but I hope that helps in kind of pushing the ball in the right direction. So what we want to hear from you guys are sit down, think about what are your key skills? What do you fall back onto? What are you most passionate about? What do you have the most interest in? Share them on our voicemail line with us, and you can do that 615-200-6048. So call in, leave us a message. We love hearing from those, or let's chat about it in our Facebook community. Well, you can find that in our show notes, or just search for Detour to Neverland podcast community. We have those chats over there. Lots of fun. So before we head into our quotes, into our Disney connections, we're going to take a quick break and hear a message from our partners. We often get strange looks when we share some of the resorts we stay at in Walt Disney World. The Polynesian, Old Key West, and the Boardwalk are not exactly on the same level as off-site or value resorts which we would typically stay at. The key is knowing how to get these rooms for the best value. 
Renting DVC points gains you access to deluxe resorts without actually having to join DVC. I did the math. You can stay five nights in July for under $250 a night at Bay Lake Tower at the Contemporary. Do you know how much that same room would cost on a cash reservation? Do yourself a favor and head over to detourdeneverland.com slash DVC to connect to David's Vacation Club rentals today and see for yourself the savings that you can find. So we're back. Um, So the next thing we're going to jump into are just the quotes that we found and then, of course, how all of these things and finding your strengths ties into Disney. So, do you want to start us off with the first quote? Yeah, so the first one is from Dumbo, and probably one that a lot of you are familiar with. The very things that hold you down are going to lift you up. I feel like that's a pretty deep quote when you think about it. It is deep. What do you think we can learn from that? Well, I mean, it's all about perspective so I mean if we just said like oh we're introverted we can't talk to people then we're never going to attempt it I mean it's going to hold us back it's going to hold us down we wouldn't you know meet up with random people in the parks because we would just write that off as something that we couldn't do right but I think by you know taking that and being aware of it I mean it it helps lift us up into new situations and we get to meet really cool people and you know I think it's just it's a way of it's a different perspective you know is the glass half empty or is it half full yeah and I think like talking about how we are more reserved and introverted if that's the label that we want to put on it I think that it makes us really good listeners both of us take information in we process it, and then we respond. Oh, I love listening to all things, whether it's just like eavesdropping or like gaining information. I am a good listener. So, I mean, I do think that is one of our skills, is that we really listen to what our guests are sharing, and hopefully, you guys can let us know, put together <laughs> thoughtful responses and questions that, that really dig into to the stories of our guests. Yeah, so I think it's just about you know, accepting the good and the bad um, and not letting that hold you back. Yeah. Our next one. Okay, so the next one is open different doors. You may find a you there that you never knew was yours. Anything can happen. And that is from Mary Poppins. Oh, I didn't know that. It is. (laughs) So, I, I mean, I think to me that's all about exploration, being curious, figuring out kind of where your skills lie and and always exploring those things. You know, if you would have told me a year ago that I would be podcasting, I never would have said that's one of my skills. But you keep exploring things, you keep finding those things out, and, and I think often you'll surprise yourself with the things that you are good at. I agree, and I feel like the more you talked about that quote, the more I think it's very applicable to what we're going to talk about on Friday. So I might press pause there. Ooh, cliffhanger. Press pause. So next would be our Disney connections. And specifically, we're talking about characters in this episode. Sort of a common theme between a lot of these. First one I thought of right off the bat was the Avengers. Because 
they are so, they are an unstoppable group because they all have their different skills and they embrace their particular skill. And when I think about my favorite person, the Hulk, I mean, his skill is not necessarily desirable by any means. I mean, he just gets like rage, like angry, right? But, you know, you got to embrace it. Yeah. I mean, they need that role. I don't know if we needed Professor Hulk in the last one, but <laughs> that's a whole different discussion. But yeah, I think like surrounding yourself with people who have different skill sets than you is a really powerful tool. We could definitely talk all day about that. Yeah. Because I feel like, I mean, we love to surround ourselves with people who are smarter or better or know how to do something different because that's ultimately how we can succeed too. Yeah, for sure. Next one, kind of on the same lines. Was this yours? you want to share it? Well, Dumbo? I said Dumbo. Yeah. I said Dumbo. I mean, because it kind of goes with the quote. Obviously, he didn't ask to be born with giant ears, but he accepted it, and then he was able to turn it into a real talent. Um, and I mean, and really sore with what he was given. And I think... I mean, pun intended? It, pun intended, yeah. Oh, okay. It kind of <laughs> goes with the Avengers, I guess. I mean, sometimes what you're given is not glamorous, but... You know, once you learn how to make it work and you hone in on that skill, then it makes you unique and it makes you well-known. Yeah. So sort of on a lighter note, I guess. Well, Dumbo's light, but lighter than the Avengers would be Pooh and all of his friends. So what are their skills, Brendan? What skills do Eeyore and Piglet <laughs> and Pooh have that they're honing in on? Well, um, I was more thinking of like Owl and Rabbit and... <laughs> And Tigger, I mean, Tigger. Well, okay, so what are their skills? Like, Tigger brings unbounded enthusiasm. Okay. Owl brings wisdom. Rabbit brings that little sense of insecurity and reservation that you need. I was going to say, like, sarcasm. Yeah, sarcasm as well. I mean, I don't know. Pooh, it's so hard to... I mean, he is very wise in his own way. He's wise. But, I mean, along the same lines that he... He's loyal. He's loyal. He's loyal. And Piglet, kind of the same as Rabbit. I mean, Piglet is a very loyal friend as well. He's very loyal. He's also kind of a scary cat. Yeah. But I think as a cohesive group, they are they can accomplish a lot. I can agree with that. I guess if we're thinking like cohesive groups... I, I definitely see Avengers. You could also think like Toy Story. Obviously, there's a lot of strong characters there. And I'm sad to say we still haven't seen Toy Story 4. It's been out for like five whole days and we haven't seen it. But, um, you know, with Woody, uh, he definitely has the leadership skills. Buzz is more like tactful. He's very tactful. Jessie, what do you think her skill would be? What's Jessie's skill? A cowgirl. That's not a skill. <laughs> she's, I mean, she's kind of like the adventurous, like the enthusiasm part to it. She's always down for anything. Yeah. Your favorite, what's Bullseye's skill? He's loyal. <laughs> All the most lovable characters are loyal. Yeah, and I think you can go down the line. I mean, Rex is nervous, but that also helps him in a lot of situations. He also has the brute strength sometimes that they need 
to things like that. Mr. Potato Head always provides a good laugh if you need that as well. And he has all the different parts and things that they need. You know, he can just hold up his ear, you know, or his ear, eyes and be the, the watchman. Yeah. So everybody has their skill. We hope this guy, this episode has helped you guys to get closer to discovering what yours is. If you know it already or if you're going through that discussion, chat with us. We want to talk through that. Figure out, we're still trying to figure out what our skills are. But thank you guys so much for joining us. We'll be back on Friday to talk about exploring different platforms. So excited for that one. Thank you guys for listening. Thank you for listening to Detour to Neverland. Subscribe to the show and leave a review to help more people find us. Follow us on Instagram at Detour to Neverland underscore podcast to see our pictures from the parks. See you real soon.